Due to COVID-19, this podcast was recorded remotely and may contain adult language and themes. Hello and welcome to TV DNA. We're covering The Walking Dead final season, season 11, and this is our preview episode for that final season of The Walking Dead. My name's Adam. I am here with Damien Daryl Cooper. <laughs> the, the most opposite from me there is. Hello. And Neil, and Negan Shepek. Oh, I was so glad you picked Negan. Yes, hello. Let's dive straight into a bit of a recap on what happened at the end of season 10. Going into the final season, the 11th season of The Walking Dead, this is what brought the three of us together to talk about TV as we do. So let's just remind ourselves of what can you remember happening from season 10? Obviously, Alpha and Beta are no more. I don't think there are any characters named after Greek letters still in the, in the show. And they left Alexandria in a bit of a bad way. Certainly Beta, as he, as he left Alexandria, knocked a few fences over, perhaps destroyed a few crops. There was definitely some issue with soup in those bonus episodes. We know the Alexandrians are a little bit hungry and lacking in food supplies. We've had a interesting hint at the Commonwealth, been developed further with the six episodes that followed season 10. Absolutely. We had Ezekiel, Princess, Eugene and Yumiko captured by stormtroopers. And in those bonus episodes, we got a bit more of an insight into Princess. We also had the return of Maggie right at the end of season 10B. And we got another little bonus episode with her and met Elijah and Cole, who is our new favourite red shirt, I think. And also meeting baby Glenn and then a little bit of a spark of what is sure to be some serious hardcore conflict with Negan coming up. And of course, we've got some Daryl and Carol as well. They're falling out and some flashback at Daryl, the, the lost years. Daryl and, and Leah. Uh, are we going to see Leah again in season 11? We're also still missing Connie, although we know that she is with Virgil. We know that she's still alive and with Virgil now. What are you most looking forward to in season 11? Eugene dying. Eugene or Father Gabriel, because I still cannot believe they've managed to survive this long. I'm quite looking forward to more Father Gabriel in this season. And I actually really enjoyed the bonus episode that we got with Aaron and, and Gabriel. I thought he had some really good dialogue in that. And I think uh, Seth Gilliam, isn't it? I think he's get coming into his own with this character now. He's finally been given some dialogue to work with. Yeah, oh, don't get me wrong, I think he's a good actor. I just think the character is written badly. And for those of us that have read the book, it's pretty clear that we're heading into Commonwealth territory. Very interesting to see how that's all going to unfold. I think a lot of us were expecting the actress from House of Cards as she turned up in part of the storyline with Maggie that she might become Pamela in the comics. Hello, name-dropping Adam from the future here. Neil is referring to Georgie, played by Jane Atkinson. Whereas there's been a new actress declared who's actually been quite prominent in The Boys and is amazing. Name-dropping Adam from the future back again. Just to let you know, Neil is referring to Layla Robbins, who plays Grace Mallory in The Boys and will be appearing as Pamela in The Walking Dead. That also really excites me about series 11. 
Yeah, and some of the promotional materials and, and news that we've read, we're definitely going to be a character called Mercer, and I'm very much looking forward to his introduction. Generally, the whole unravelling of that Commonwealth storyline. So, should we move on to our rewatch episode? We've re- we're re-watching episodes of The Walking Dead in some vain attempt to try and find our top three, five or ten episodes ever of the show. And this time around, I picked season 10, episode 10, Stalker. I wanted to pick something from the last season, and this had my absolute favourite moment from the whole of season 10 in it. Um, so that's why I picked this episode. Let's get some early reaction. Rewatching this, what did you think? What did you enjoy about it? I really liked it. I think with Daryl kind of sneaking up between the trees and then immediately disappearing. For fellow gamers, it's like something out of Assassin's Creed or Metal Gear Solid. Just the smoothness of which he disappears. I kind of wanted him to turn to the camera and go, shh, I'm hunting whisperers. <laughs> I thought Beta's entrance at the beginning absolutely set the tone for the whole episode. For such an amazing villain or antagonist or however you want to word it, it was amazing to get an episode that gave so much time to him. Honestly, I cannot think before Negan of a villain that commands the screen so well. We should recap a little bit as to what had happened in the lead up to this episode, and then we can talk a bit more about what happened in it. So at the end of the first half of season 10, we get Carol leading some of our group down into a cave on the hunt for Alpha, and they end up faced with a with a horde. And in the process of escaping through that cave, there's a cave-in and Connie and Magna are trapped inside. We also have Dante being revealed as a whisperer spy in Alexandria. He kills Sadiq and is then subsequently imprisoned and then later killed by Father Gabriel. We also get one of the most disturbing scenes of season 10, I think, when Negan and Alpha get naked. So that's what we've had leading up to this episode. And the episode opens with Beta going to an RV and then being met by two whisperers and heading down into this tunnel. And later on in the episode, we find out where he's gone. We then get Gamma showing up at the gates of Alexandria. Rosita's had a nightmare. She sees a whisperer over Coco's cot, but it's just a dream or is it a premonition maybe? And then Gamma turns up at the gate and tells Father Gabriel about the cave-in that's happened. And she gets a a roundhouse punch from Rosita. Rosita never not being a badass. My alternative title for this episode was Muchos Badassery. (laughs) Because I think there was some serious Rosita clocking Gamma around the face was one. I mean, Father Gabriel, when he's interviewing Gamma, they talk about the fact that Dante has just died in the same cell, tells Gamma that he's a servant of God. And she says, ask God. And he said... I've spoken to God. He told me to hang you. Come on, Gabe. God's given him license to kill. That's some hardcore Old Testament shit right there. I'm I'm really sorry. I mean, the chemistry between Gabe and Rosita, I, 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 I don't know how you could possibly justify that. It was really enjoyable to watch, don't get me wrong. But for me, Beta absolutely saved it because there was some awful stuff happening. I can absolutely agree that the the relationship between Gabriel and Rosita is a little bit awkward. Let's talk about Beta's appearance, because there were some really classic zombie tropes and tributes to zombie movies gone past. Certainly that 
hand coming through the grave as he entered Alexandria um, was was pretty chilling. Well, I thought it was pretty amazing that he literally came out of the ground. That was quite striking um, and unexpected. There's a great moment where he's silhouetted and then he pulls his blades out, just absolutely gorgeous. And then there's a couple of moments we see a couple of Alexandrians chatting. I think once one of the highwaymen boasting about roughing up Lydia. And then we just see Beta enter into the background, switch the light off. And then there's another one we see through a window as if we were on the, on the sidewalk, as they would say in the States, um, looking into the house through the window. And we just see Beta in there slashing and killing and, and stuff. There's some really brilliant horror moments in there. And I think perspective is played with really nicely. It was really well done. I think as far as big bads in this series go, I suppose Alpha's really the big bad uh, out of that group. But I think he's probably my favourite, more so than Alpha, more so than Negan or the governor. I just think his character arc is probably one of the better ones because he's capable of such unbelievable violence and villainy. But we at least get a view into why he does it. It's a form of protection for Alpha. It's an almost selfless act rather than say Alpha or the governor who hand out violence in order to maintain their position. And he looks fucking cool, right? And that as well, yeah, he looks massively fucking cool. You touched on Alpha and she was a large part of this episode, particularly her and Lydia's relationship. And I think also particularly the fact that Lydia decided not to kill her. Curious as to thoughts on that. I certainly found it very engaging. And when, when I first watched it, I was really interested to see what they decided to do with that. Before we get there, obviously, there's the big fight between Alpha and Daryl. Daryl gets blinded fairly early on in the scrap. He manages to pin Alpha down by the shoulder. He then gets a blade sort of fairly deep into his thigh. The two of them sort of stagger off independently to this gas station. I think Alpha's chasing Daryl. She calls upon some walkers. There's a Groot-esque walker with sort of branches coming out of him. There's a shroom walker with all these different mushrooms growing on him as well. And Daryl manages to dispose of these three walkers. But the third one, he has to use the dagger that's stuck in his thigh. He has to pull that out, and obviously the lo loss of blood leads him to pass out. I thought it was very telling of the difference between Alpha and Daryl, in the Daryl used brute force, but Alpha used tactics. She called upon walkers, she made noises, and I thought those tactics were really interesting. It made a huge difference between the two of them. There's a nice parallel between Daryl being trapped in this gas station with no way out and Gamma being trapped in the prison cell as well. Well, going back to your point, Neil, about Lydia's choice not to kill Alpha. I mean, Alpha is still her mother. Alpha tries to persuade Lydia to take over from her to kill her, in fact. So in some ways, Lydia goes against her mother's wishes by not killing her. But I think the key thing for her is that she chooses to rescue Daryl. She chooses the life and she chooses humanity and she chooses their way of living as opposed to her mother's way of living. Quick shout out to Samantha Morton, who again just kills it in that scene. Absolutely. She's just such a brilliant actor. 
I'd also like to give a huge shout out to the kid who plays Judith. A lot of the conversations with any prisoner, whether it be Negan or um, Gamma or anyone else, I really don't feel like they're purely a plot device. I, I feel like actually it creates really interesting drama. I honestly want to give a huge shoot out, a shoot out, shout out. I honestly want to give a huge shout out to Judith. I think you would lose in a shootout to Kaylee Fleming, who plays Judith. And it's I that- think I would. She's amazing. Talking to Gamma in that way helps Gamma see that these are people worthy of following. And, and she says, you met the wrong people first. If you'd met my mum and my dad, you wouldn't be in this prison. And later on, Gamma gets the opportunity to rescue Rosita, who at the top of the episode had clocked her one in the face. And Beta has worked his way into the house to try and find Gamma. He gets shot by Judith. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. He then has a a bit of a scrap with Rosita and is about to win when Gamma threatens to kill herself if Beta doesn't stop. Gamma knows that Alpha wants her alive. And so Beta says, step to me, in the same way that Beta had said to Gamma in the prison cell earlier on in the episode. There's lots of little parallels going on. It was all very cool. Really nice moment for Gamma. And then the two of them are leaving Alexandria. And then out pops the biggest badass of the episode, Father Gabriel. And Beta just runs away like a scaredy cat. Off he pops. And they are able to rescue Gamma. Is that a fair reading of the, um, the end of that episode? Beta knows that Father Gabe has the power of God with him. Maybe he just knows. Or it's that hat, that badass hat that he he wears. But he'd given the hat to Rosita just before he left. Gave the hat to Rosita and he said, I'll see you soon. Which was a bit of a red herring to make us think that Father Gabriel was on his way out. No. What? They, They trailed that maybe Father Gabriel would die and he didn't? The one thing that we have not mentioned so far is the character death, because we did lose one of our Alexandrians. Laura, played by Lindsay Register, confronts Beta in the prison cell and is fairly quickly dispatched of. It it felt to me like a little bit of an unfair death for a character that I'd become quite fond of. It's a bit short and harsh, wasn't it? She was always the red shirt, though. I'd say, like, kind of more a mauve. It wasn't pure red. She kind of had, like, a hint of something a bit safer. I'd say. So maybe orange or mauve. It was definitely great to have her back in one of the bonus episodes in that Negan flashback episode. Going back to Father Gabe, surely he's going to survive to the end. Who knows, man? I have a feeling that this man could survive two apocalypses. I think we ought to move on to our predictions for episode one of season 11. For newer listeners, we have a sweepstake competition where we predict two characters that we think are going to die within an episode, and we also nominate a killer, and we score points if they kill walkers, we score one point, and if they kill a human, then we score two points. If you correctly guess a death in that episode, you get five points. Now, last season, the six bonus episodes, I was fortunate enough to get a a few episodes going my way and managed to win last season's sweepstake. So this time around, I will be predicting first. Now, whilst Neil and Damien are having a little think about who they'd like to predict and nominate, I'm just going to read the synopsis from episode one, which is called Acheron Part One. Acheron Part Two is the second episode in season 11. And Acheron is the river of woe 
from Greek mythology. So returning to Alexandria from a critical food mission, the group realizes it isn't enough. Maggie proposes a new plan, potentially a suicide mission. What choice do they have? They must find more food for all their people in order to survive and efficiently rebuild Alexandria. If they don't, Alexandria falls, taking them down with it. Once on the road, a violent storm erupts, forcing them underground into a subway tunnel. That's the synopsis of the episode. It kind of reminds me a little bit of that first episode. I think it's maybe season eight or season nine, where there's a whole group of them going off and they go to a museum and they rescue a cart and stuff. And it feels oh, like there's a big sort of group mission happening. It's kind of that sort of feel for me. One of our deaths must be from within the main cast. I'm just going to clarify who we mean by that. So that's the starring main cast, which is Daryl, Carol, Maggie, Rosita, Eugene, Father Gabriel, Aaron, Ezekiel, um, Negan, and then the also starring Alden, Yumiko, Jerry, Magna, Judith, Lydia, Connie. And then I'm going to throw in there, because I think they ought to be, Princess and Kelly. So I'm going to go with my killer for episode one as Negan. Oh. And I'm going to go for my first death as Lydia. Kind of feel like now that the Whisperer storyline is over with, maybe Lydia has less of a part to play in the finale. So I think she's going to be my, my first death prediction. So we're going alphabetical order. Damien, that means you are next. I was going to go for Negan. Now I'm stuck between Maggie and Daryl. I go with Daryl as the killer. And I'm going to pick... I'm going to go with Mr. Exposition himself, Cole. Cole. Okay, nice. You will have to pick someone from the main cast for your second death, Damien. So, Neil... Let's have your killer and your first death. I'm actually stuck between Carol and Maggie. I'm, I'm going to go for Maggie. Obviously, that's on killer. So when it comes to death, I'm going to go for Judith because I'm not sure what purpose she serves anymore. I mean, she's a badass. That's kind of one purpose. Anyway, my second death is going to be Cole's buddy. I'm going to go with Elijah. <laughs> it looks a bit too cool to be killed so quickly in season 11 yeah I'm, I'm going with Elijah I'm going to make this fairly quick I'm going to go with Alden Alden is my second death nice my second death is Father Gabe I think someone's got to have him each week uh, if Damien hasn't picked him then it's almost like <laughs> definitely one of, one of the others has to we're also going to do one extra thing this season as it's the final season we are going to predict who we think is going to survive to the end of season 11 so the end of these 24 episodes that are coming up we are going to pick two characters each and each one will be worth 15 points for the final sweepstake round if we need to change who we've picked because either they've died or we just want to that's going to knock three points off the possible score for that person at the end of the final sweepstake Hope that all makes sense. We understand it, even if you don't. Yeah, and they have to be unique picks, right? Absolutely. Um, let's go in reverse order this time around. So, Neil, we're going to start with you, then Damien, and then me for our survivors' predictions. The other thing I should say is, we because we know that Daryl and Carol are likely to appear in a spin-off season afterwards, 
and that potentially Rick and Michonne will as those four characters are off the table. Okay. Negan. Nice. Damien, who are you going for your first survivor? I say Judith. Very good shout. I think I've mentioned this in previous times in our WhatsApp chat, I believe, but I'm pretty convinced that Jerry will be there at the end of everything. So my first survivor is going to be Jerry. Neil, do you want to go for your second one? Yeah. Maggie. Megan and Maggie arm wrestling to the bitter end. <laughs> Damien. So I am really tempted to hedge my bets here and go for Father Gabe. <laughs> but I'm not. As always, I'm going to go with my head and I'm going to say Herschel Ree. Is that who we might refer to as Little Glenn? Yeah, the next Glenoration. So my final one, I'm a little bit torn with this. I was contemplating maybe Princess, but I'm actually going to go with Alexandrian recruiter Aaron. Oh, interesting. I don't think he's long for this world. Really? Yeah. But, I mean, who knows with this show, right? I say it every week about Father Gabe, and still somehow he makes it to the end of the episode. So what do I know? Draws are Walking Dead Season 11 preview episode to an end. Thank you very much for listening. If you've got any thoughts or predictions that you want to make yourself, you can drop us a line on our socials. Which are at TVDNAPod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also email us at TVDNAPod at gmail.com. I've spoken to God. He told me to end this episode. Bye! Adios, amigos! So should we stop recording there and have that as one thing? Yeah. Um, or... sorry, just so, sorry, can we just pause? I've just had a ding dong. Of course, there's one episode that we haven't mentioned, which is you are so beautiful to me. Sorry, I've had to meet, I had to meet you, Neil, and now I can't work out how to unmute you. Can you unmute yourself? Am I now unmuted? The moment's lost. I was going to make some kind of joke about Damo's singing. Unbelievable. That was, that was, that was pitch perfect. Making quite big physical gestures, but they were kind of going at half speed, so he looked like he was doing some kind of Steven Seagal slow-mo.